0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of V Two Sports on the Field. This is our weekly episode where we come at you with the prediction. And I'm going to go ahead and let Jackson take it away with the intro song. I like to make myself believe that planet Earth turns slowly. It's hard to say that I'd rather stay awake when I sleep because it's I forgot
1: the lyrics. But it's rivalry in the <laughs> SEC, baby. But I- I'm so happy for this week. This week is the best week of college football, and I can't wait to get into it. All right, uh, what's the first game that you guys want to go over?
2: Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Oh, yeah,
1: okay. Okay. Egg Bowl. The Egg Bowl, baby. Uh, what are you guys' uh, thoughts on this game? I'm, I'm not going to lie.
3: Lose lose. Yeah. Uh, uh, you got it, Jake. I'll go next. All right, I mean... Uh, From last week with Ole Miss losing to Arkansas, kind of upsetting for me. But again, this is, I don't know. This is going to be a close game. And knowing how good the running back is for Ole Miss, I'm going to have to take Ole Miss in a very close one, and I'll say 31-24.
1: Guys, I think it's time. I think it's time for my upset of the week pick. Mississippi State over Ole Miss. I, know. I like I know. that dick. Ole Miss is fall. overrated. Ole Miss is very overrated, but Mississippi State has got this in the bag, man. I have a feeling. I have fans a feeling win this.
4: For the two Mississippi State fans that listen to this, you get your cowbells out. Mike Leach is finally beating Ole Miss. They're taking home the win. Ole Miss is so overrated, and this is going to be the year where you guys get the dub. The egg is coming back to Starkville. Give me yes, Mississippi sir. State 31-17. to 17. Is it
2: a legitimate? I am completely on your side there. Ole Miss has been one of the more overrated teams this year, and it's all due to a man named Jackson Dart. Give me Mississippi State 24 to 10.
1: There we go. Wait,
0: Give me Mississippi State
1: 24 to
4: 20.
0: Luke. Is yes. Is a legitimate, like, egg trophy?
4: Yeah. It's like, well, it's not a literal egg. Basically, it's this golden egg-shaped thing. Like, it's a golden trophy, but there's like an egg-shaped football thing at the what's top. The SEC West having like these participation trophies for winning games,
0: and then the SEC, there's not even any for the... Yeah,
2: you got right the right? boot, right? You is have it, the boot. Um, you have boot?
0: Texas A&M and Arkansas. You have the Egg Bowl. Hell, Georgia and Florida play every year, and there's not a trophy. You just see which team's fan base gets yeah, Bowl.
1: <laughs> Guys, you know what's the funniest trophy? South Carolina A&M have a trophy.
4: What is
3: that? I
1: didn't yeah, know that. Uh, it's the Jay- it's James uh, Bonham Trophy.
3: See, ah, uh, to see who will see be see at the, the, the very available. bottom of It'll the p- SEC. Oh, yes,
4: the poverty trophy. How could I forget?
3: Yeah, the that's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, they don't have a trophy. Kentucky and Tennessee do, but Not they more. took that away.
4: <laughs> a lot of teams ha- have one. I mean, like, Kentucky, Louisville has one, Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, Ole Miss.
2: Tennessee,
0: Kentucky um, had
2: one with the beer barrel, and then a bunch of people died There's the beer barrel, line. but Great. then a pair of Kentucky players got in, um, unalived in a car, a drunk driving accident. So, mm. so that had to take that, that
0: sense away. Sense. Yeah. Thanks. There we go. But, um, let's go ahead and move on. Or, no, everybody continue with their takes on this one. If everybody's already spoke, I'll give my take. Dane, I know you got to speak, buddy.
2: Come on. Come on, Dane. 4 to 17, Mississippi State.
1: Did you say 4 to 17?
2: Four to it's a 24 17. Oh, Two safeties? Damn. That's rare. Two, two safeties. I'm <laughs> taking Mississippi State. It's a right having general. 13 less points. It's got to be a score. Got me. There we go. Yeah. Mississippi, hey, dude.
0: Mississippi State, but.
2: 21. No question. Jason. Yeah, I guess Jason, I'm the only one doing Jackson, all this this
1: week. Mississippi State for the rest of the season, and I think he's loving that he has to take Mississippi State this game.
0: Hey, uh, quick <laughs> question, Jackson. Did you forget next season for you?
4: <laughs> it's all over wah, soon. Wah, wah, wah.
0: All right, so let's go ahead and move into the next game. It's another bowl. It's not even a bowl, it's really the Battle of the Tri Star. Let's go oh. ahead and go into Vandy and Tennessee. And before The y'all
2: TriStar Showdown. Ahead. Or the newly named TriStar go Showdown
0: for the second my, year. I'm gonna go ahead and give my take on this one. uh B2's throwing up the upset bill. Mike raids him. Wow. Vandy's beating Jesse. Wow. Wow.
2: Wow, that is Oh, I will I'll follow Jason.
3: Or,
0: yeah, I'll follow Jason up eight. here. By the time that we record this podcast, no, I've been fired by the, the time this podcast reaches the air. And Joe Milton is the quarterback, and as much faith as Ball Faithful has in that man, he still overthrows straight into the student section. Give me Vandy by seven.
1: Give me oh, Vanderbilt in a upset. Thirty eight wow. to thirty one. I
2: mean I don't Vanderbilt's been Vanderbilt.
1: a hot team lately, but Vanderbilt uh I mean, uh, Tennessee just lost their star quarterback for the season uh, due to an ACL tear, and uh, this is this is a bowl game for Vanderbilt. Like this is this yeah, determines if they make a bowl game. Vandy. This is this is at home. It's at night in Vandy. Th-
0: Vanderbilt will be at rocking. Night, Vandy, you're rocking you're like it's at- any game that's not a home game, just proceeds to sell every aspect of football they've ever learned in their life. Also so, okay
1: we do you do you guys remember the last night game away for Tennessee? I mean look look at what just happened.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um okay.
4: Well, you got it,
2: Nate. Uh, with this is still Vanderbilt. This is still Tennessee. And Thank someone you. you brought it up. They just lost Titan Hooker. And if that isn't some sort of a fire gives you as a team, that you just lost the man who brought you all of that success, that presence in the locker room, then I don't know what will. Now, I will agree that the defense is an issue, and Mike Wright will be a problem for Tennessee's defense, regardless if they decide to become competent or not. But It's still Vanderbilt. The night game in... I don't even know the name of Vanderbilt Stadium, but a night game in Vanderbilt is the equivalent of of standing in the Sahara Desert at 2 in the morning. So give me—I'm not going to say it's going to be a complete blowout, because I'm sure the the defense will find a way to give up more than 14. So (sighs) 38-21. Let's find
1: out what is Nate smoking on this episode
2: what do you Look, mean? What I'm am gonna, I smoking? I'm history Tennessee.
4: Guys, this is a game that I think a lot of people are going to overlook. This is going to be a really entertaining game because there's motivation on both sides of the football for Tennessee. Yeah. They are not the team that when they fall down they just sit there. They get back up. They keep fighting, and we've seen it. Um, fighting for. They a are year not. Year six. You well, the, well, listen. You are the the they are not. Quarter. Okay, let, just listen. They, and even though, and when Hen Hooker went down, I feel like that's a wake-up call to them to say we're not just going to let this season go to waste. As for Vanderbilt, they just got two SEC wins. They could get a third and make ball eligibility. They got some fight left in them, and Mike Wright is him, as we have all said, many times. This is going to be a really good game, and I think this is going to be one of the first times where Vanderbilt Stadium is actually packed, because it's a night game. It is against a really good team. It's for bowl eligibility. They have a bit of wins going for them. So, like, it makes sense a lot of people would show up. But the one thing that everybody needs to consider here, as Nate said, this is still Vanderbilt. They have beaten Florida, and they have beaten um, Kentucky. Two not really good teams. With that being said, I think it's going to be close, but Tennessee is going to take the win. I'm taking Tennessee by around 10 points.
2: I'm going right. to go out and point something out here and it happens a lot for a lot of teams. Seems to be that when a team that, you know, used to be successful is successful again, and I mean everyone does it for Bama, everyone does it for Georgia, they prey on the downfall. So it's still Vanderbilt. I I, I would say as a Vol fan, seeing Hindenhooker go down, you would be worried. I mean he brought you a lot. I mean, best quarterback probably legitimately since Peyton in a lot of people's eyes. But to say that Vandy, I mean, they're not on the same level offensively. I, It's probably not a stretch to say their defense is better. Um, But it's still, there's a lot to play. Like he said, there's a lot to play for on both sides. But Tennessee has, I mean, I, there's almost the same amount of um, momentum for a program on each side because if Tennessee wins, it's their first 10 win season in a pretty decent time. If Vanderbilt wins, it's the first time they've been bowl eligible since the last time I can remember. So I,
1: yeah, guys, I'm 10 and one on Vanderbilt takes on the season. I just listened. I am 10 and one on Vanderbilt takes on the season. Tennessee is going down on Saturday.
3: All right. Um, your drugs. I just want to give you guys a little bit of a picture here. You got the Vandy train going down the tracks. Choo, choo. Let's go, Vandy. All right. You got two separate tracks coming in. On the left side, you've got Dead End. Season's over. And on the right, you've got Bowling. And you got to make this decision here. It's Tennessee, big team. Yet they did just lose Hennon Hooker, which is very devastating, even though I believe in Joe Milton. But. I do have to say, I'm going Vandy on this one, and I've got them winning by seven. Oh. The Vandy train—they're going bowling, and wow. it's going to be the first time since everyone in this God is how
2: long. Very similar to whoever runs Saturday down south.
1: I picked all of Vandy's upsets besides Wake Forest on the season, man. Trust and
2: Wake
3: Forest. I picked Vandy last eight, week, and I believe them now.
2: Oh, an okay team. I don't. I haven't paid attention to Wake Forest. They were a better team, one that has a lot brighter... Well, no, Vandy has a brighter future if things keep going. But they were still a bigger team. Florida has been terrible. Kentucky has been worse than Florida. So I need the drugs you guys are on. Oh,
1: well, well, hopefully... Uh, they've been on the exact same level, Kentucky and Florida. They are literally the exact same right, team.
2: Right, those are the two. Those right. have been the worst two teams so far this season. Come on, come
4: on. Yeah, they're the exact. Same I feel team. like I feel like we've been spending a little too much time on this game, but we do need to move on here. Let's go ahead so, and move on, yeah, on to
0: uh, Kentucky and Louisville.
4: Louisville, Louisville, is
1: finally taking the crown, baby. I think Louisville yep. wins this game by fourteen. I agree. Actually,
2: Actually, that's not outlandish. I can see that. I I agree. There's a guy winning –
1: I got them winning uh,
4: 35 to 21. So, look, guys, I've kept up with Louisville for a bit because I've I've watched a good bit of the ACC. And there's this guy who you might have heard of him. His name's Malik Cunningham. And recently, he has actually been performing pretty solid. He beat NC State. He beat Wake Forest. He beat Pitt. Not just beat – he blew them out. For having such a slow start to the season, he has turned Louisville's season around to be actually pretty solid. And considering that, I think Louisville takes this because what has Kentucky... I mean, I know that they're at home, and people are going to say it's a rivalry game. They're at home. Why would Kentucky not win this? Well, why would they win it? What have they done? I mean, they just lost to Vanderbilt, and they have shown basically no talent as of recently recent so yeah i mean what are we talking about here i feel like almost really everybody in this call should pick um louisville there's no reason not to in my opinion
3: i agree kentucky hasn't shown any really this season other than beating florida when they were ranked even though they probably shouldn't have been but yeah louisville's going to take this one and that's all there really is to say.
4: Has anybody else got anything on that?
2: No? Bill's definitely in here, but that's it. That's all I got. A right. win, though.
4: That's fair enough. So uh, we could go ahead and move on then. So let's talk about a game that I feel like a lot of people are letting go under the radar, Alabama and Auburn. In the Iron Bowl. Because I, I want to talk about this game. Considering that Alabama as of recent recently. Oh my gosh. Have not been doing great. They've been doing good. But they haven't been playing Alabama football. They haven't been playing the powerhouse football. That we've seen them play. As for Auburn. They're not doing bad. They are getting better. Not having Harson in there as a step up. And Tank Bigsby is the man. So, could we see a potentially close and entertaining ball game?
3: Um, no, I don't think so. Yes, really? Alabama had I. Yes, Alabama definitely struggled. We saw it against Ole Miss. We saw it against Tennessee. We saw it against. Please help me out. Who was the other team that I mean, they lost to?
4: That's fair. I mean, Auburn has not really. Or, well, I guess I should say Alabama objectively has more talent on their on their team but I do think this is still a game to watch out for. Uh Nate, what do you got on this?
2: I don't know what to think of this. It's just more of I wasn't really paying attention. I was reading something.
4: Yeah, that's um, okay, that's fair. I mean excellent. Some people would overlook this game. I might be the outlier uh, here. But I'm not, hey, I'm not overlooking this game. Thank uh, you. Auburn, thank you. Auburn, See, I will say
1: Auburn that and Tennessee is I mean I mean Auburn and Alabama is literally the Tennessee and uh, Vanderbilt matchup of the yeah. West. For this, this is a week. game that
4: no matter how Auburn and Alabama are doing throughout the season, when this game happens, Auburn always has like saved half their playbook because for some yeah. reason winning this game is their their Super Bowl. So it is. Why would this not be a potential upset? We've seen it happen so many it, times.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't call it the Tennessee Vanderbilt of the West mainly because
4: it's the exact
2: same the version. Game, let me if you look at the history it's yeah, you could say that it was it's similar in that aspect, but up until I mean and for the few years Tennessee sucked, yeah, it was close, but when Tennessee's been team they're supposed to be it hasn't been close and you could say the same thing for that but there have been way more interesting games and closer games in the iron bowl than the tri-star showdown or the newly named tri-star showdown with that being like the kick six of that miracle season which everybody remembers Years ago, it was a close game. Last year, it was a close game. If I remember right, correct. It kind of just sold and oh, it was it went into overtime, right?
1: I meant this year, like it. The exact it's, matchups are the exact same.
2: This year specifically, I this year specifically for the Iron Bowl, I could realistically see Auburn winning this game. I've got Auburn winning. I see how,
1: Auburn. I see Auburn winning, but I can't pick them. Like you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: See, that's what that's what I can say. Like I can see them winning. But
1: if Robbie Ashford and Cadillac Williams win this, if Robbie Ashford and Cadillac
0: Williams win this, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and (laughs) say it. I'm (laughs) going to go ahead and say it. Alabama, like we've been saying all year, is washed. Their coordinators, both of them, offensive and defensive, deserve to be fired. Give me Auburn by three. Also, if Auburn wins
4: that, absolutely ring the upset bell. If Auburn Auburn wins, that makes Cadillac money. money. I'm gonna even go double on this. Not only will Auburn win this game, this is gonna be the game to prove both that Cadillac is the man and that Nick Saban and Bill O'Brien are high key washed. Hold on, hold
0: on. Here's my favorite part. If Auburn wins, Jackson owes me another twenty-two (laughs) dollars. So
2: you can look at the situation in Alabama right now. I. between them and the Patriots, when Brady got hurt ago when he blew out his knee, it's still yeah. and you can say Nick Saban's washed. I mean, he might be, but he's he still is. one of the greatest coaches. He in is for any sport. But he is, and it it's not completely on him. It's more so on Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, for being
3: I a completely terrible, agree.
4: Yeah.
2: And Bill O'Brien, just like he is staining Bryce Young's career, he is staining what... He is
4: the Tim Banks of the Nick offense. Saban
2: had. Exactly. There we and go. It, it, it's, cra- it's crazy to think that people are saying that Nick Saban has washed. And I mean, it's been a down season. This has been one of the one of the more worst seasons that I've, that anybody's seen out of Alabama in the last decade since Saban got here. There. Um, but that's still... I, I can see Auburn winning. I can. It's very possible this year. It would be awesome for Cadillac to do that. But at the same time, they, Alabama knows what's ha- What's going on? Saban knows that. The, the coaches know, regardless of your opponent, take them serious, especially yeah. on rival, especially on rivalry week. Because I just trust
1: Saban playing, to win
2: this. At, Every team, every time in r- rivalry week, uh, you're going to get more than 100% because it's your rival. They're going to I have a feeling
1: a lot of y'all to... are going to pick the underdogs in every one of these games. Like,
2: I'm not, Well, yeah, you guys that. just pick freaking Vanderbilt, so I can see that. All right, all right, boys. We uh, spent a little
0: too much time on the t- 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 in I every, every single get, game.
2: I'll say instead of Auburn by three, give me Bama by three. All right,
0: we've spent too much time. Let's go ahead.
2: And move over
0: to a game that I'm excited to watch just because of our buddy Luke here. Let's go ahead and talk about FSU and Florida. I'm gonna go ahead and make my take. Give me FSU by 17.
3: Give me FSU with Luke.
0: Florida's garbage, and I'm telling everybody because Luke brought it up to me. And after rewatching the games, FSU could have been 10 and one this year had they not had so many midseason injuries. So give me Florida State
4: by 17. Y'all go ahead and take it away. As a current current student of this school, I have come to accept a few things. Number one, Jordan Travis is daddy. Number two, Norvell is daddy. And number three, Florida is garbage. I'm going to be real. Florida is a very overrated team that is now finally rated properly because people realize who they are. As for Florida State, they're a talented team who finally has their injured players returned to be to playing games. They have won every game as of recently in a blowout versus Syracuse, versus Miami, versus um Louisiana. They've just been killing it recently. And now they are going to be playing at Doke against a team who has consistently beat them in a rivalry game because they have been on the decline. This is going to be the game that finally gets Florida State back on the map. They're going to reach nine wins, and this is also going to be the game that shows coaching doesn't work out in the first year. Napier is not going to be an insane super coach in the first year as at Florida. Give me the Noles by 20-plus. You know it
2: the nose by 20 plus is actually a pretty I can see it. Yeah. And I'll keep it short for you Jackson so you can speak just with how Florida has been playing this year. And like you said, I mean Napier he might end up being a good coach for Florida. I mean it's And he might
1: be huge. ending up a garbage one. We all we don't all right.
2: know similar to uh the Jeremy Pruitt hire of Tennessee. Um well that ne- we'll just see how it plays out but if he plays his cards right he he can be a good hire but with that being said they're not there they're not I mean if as a Florida fan as I'm not saying I'm a Florida fan I would never because I'm not but if I were a Florida fan and I was looking at Anthony Richardson I would be hopeful because his ceiling is immeasurable. I mean he he's got a lot of potential the offense has a lot of potential but Florida state is a much better team than them so
4: this I'll comes it, down. It could
2: be a blowout, forty-two to ten.
4: This comes down to Florida's defense, in my opinion, I because got Florida State I would say, by ten. I would say that AR is actually playing decent as of recently. Or recently, he's, oh my gosh, he's played great. He's played really well. I, I thought he's improved. And the problem with that is, as he has finally be shown some progression, the defense has showed some regression. And that's why I think Florida State's going to blow this game out of the water early. I that defense has looked miserable, especially in that Vanderbilt game, giving up thirty. So I I don't see a world in which that defense doesn't give up l- less than like twenty eight points. I see at least four touchdowns at Doak.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think
0: we'd spend enough time on this game unless right. Jason... I didn't, I didn't know if everybody had their hey. take, so let's go ahead and move on to LSU and A&M. Y'all go ahead and I'll go at the end.
1: Uh, why should we do this game? LSU's going to blow this team out of the water. It'll be a blowout.
3: Sorry. Disagree completely, actually. Team, team with nothing to lose has a lot yeah. more potential Dane,
1: than you Dane, think. 35-7. LSU.
4: Dane the speak-up, and this is the take. This is interesting.
2: All I'm saying um, is a team with nothing to lose is has a lot more potential than in my opinion true. at least, a team with something to prove.
4: That's true. You
2: no, know, they're yeah, trying to go out strong for all yeah. the seniors. They're you know, they this game is for nothing for them, but they still feel like they need to win it.
4: I'll be real. I kind of agree with that. Because I think that LSU is gonna really overlook this game and I think the players of a&m are going to say to themselves we want to win they're finally just going to accept the exactly. fact that we have <laughs> been jokes all season and we can at least somewhat salvage this season with a win against the sixth strength team in the country with that being said i don't think they're winning by any means i still think that lsu is winning but i see fight in them i see this being a close game i'd see this being within 10 points probably around 10 actually I'm going to say LSU by around 9 to 10 points. LSU by
0: 17. Texas A&M is the most overrated team in the SEC right now. Or no, they're the most overrated team coming into the season. They're the most garbage team right now. And I would even put Vandy and sadly Missouri over them. You come in with the number one ranked recruiting class to not even be bowl eligible. First season of everybody here and everybody's played their heart out. They really have. It's just Jimbo. Jimbo is selling every single one of these players career. He's selling everything about the university. He's literally going to make Texas A&M pay him 95 million to retire. He's old. He's going to retire. They're going to pay him $95 million for him to go sit at home and do nothing for the rest of his life. So congrats A&M on signing him to that mega contract. You did it to yourself. Give me LSU by a
2: lot. LSU 56 to zero is my take. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it halftime if that
1: happens. Low key Honestly. W take.
0: <laughs> All right. Y'all ready to go to the next one? Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and go to Arky and, Mas- <laughs> and Missouri. This Missouri. The right Missouri upset pick.
1: I've got Pick.
2: That's not even it. like a ring the bell type of upset. That's pretty. I can Ma- see it.
1: Missouri needs to be ball eligible. Uh, I'm gonna check where this game is. I don't know where it is. Give me one sec. I th- okay. At Missouri. It's at Missouri. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be a three thirty game. It's on CBS. It's this is like prime showdown for Missouri. Their defense will be elite versus Arkansas. We all know it. Their offense will take a step up this game. I have a feeling. I think they're Those going. CBS
3: is what's making their defense good.
1: No, no. I'm just saying it's a like big game. Is Missouri has a
3: very good defense. I mean. they,
1: they have nothing to lose. They're trying to get a bowl eligible. Arkansas has already reached that, so they don't really have a lot more to fight for besides a better bowl. So I have a feeling Missouri's going to win this game, and I'm going to say by 10. 20, I'm, like, I'm going to say 27-17. to You
0: know what? I said 27-17, Missouri.
2: The
4: only thing I to bring up is Arkansas away is a lot worse than Arkansas at home, and this on. is yeah. going to be a, a Missouri a Missouri home game. So,
2: considering the, most the underrated again,
1: atmosphere in college football.
2: Okay. No. no Calm it's not. It's not down. DCU. It's DCU. Yeah. Okay, Jackson. Jackson. I would. You said, I could name quite a few.
4: I don't even think any of the people in this chat have even reached Missouri, let alone gone to the campus.
2: I've drove through Missouri.
4: <laughs> Congratulations, that's a rarity. I've been
0: to,
2: I've been to St.
4: Louis.
0: Campus. I've been to Mizzou's campus.
4: Really? The game, yeah. The game day
0: atmosphere, if I can make any sort of assumption off of that poorly built campus, is hell. It's not even like the, the people mm-hmm. there are nice. <laughs> Where the hell, I, I drove around the campus, where the hell do y'all tailgate at? What <laughs> in the world are y'all doing, are y'all out there just like, well, game starts in about 15 minutes. I headed over to the stadium. Let me go ahead, oh, hold on, son, you got my grizzly, right? Alright, maybe it'll get past metal detectors. Alright, let's go ahead and go into the gates. There's nothing to do out there. Even in the city, there's nothing to do.
4: I'll be real. It's just, it's a, a small a small campus, a small town, or not really small town, but point is it's it's not really a game day type atmosphere. I'm going so, to say
0: this, Vanderbilt, their campus has room for tailgating. They even had true, a been strip there. within like 10 minutes of the stadium. But let's talk about Columbia, Missouri. In the middle
4: of Bum ass. Not even the Great first atmosphere. Think of when you think, yeah. right. you
0: think The first of- things you think of when you think of Missouri are St. Louis and murder capital, the art, yeah. the old Rams. You don't think of Missouri. To- Hell, people think of Missouri State before they think of Missouri when it comes to game day culture. That's like, probably true.
4: The only thing that I even remember about their team or stadium is that they have that rock M. And I'm gonna be honest, like twelve teams have that same M logo.
0: No,
3: we'll say for their
4: team, Mizzou Stadium. Hard,
0: okay. Every time I watch them play a game on TV, that camera angle just, oh, but like it's so. It's just bad. The entire town is bad. Any any one Mizzou fan that listens to this, please DM the Instagram page and explain to me why you named your daughter Ann. We get it. <laughs> yeah, my daughter,
2: daughter Rayanne
0: took her out. My daughter Ray-Ann didn't have a date to prom this year, so she had to take her cousin, Billy Joe. We don't know about Billy Joe, though. He might be into right. taboo stuff, so let's go ahead I and move like- on.
4: <laughs> I feel like that campus is small enough to meet like your own cousin there without recognizing it, but yeah, right, let's yeah. move on. All right,
0: boys, let's go ahead and move on to the next game. I'm going to keep speaking like this because we're going you to the what? great – versus is Georgia Tech. Well, hold on then. Georgia, by 70. Yeah, you know what, boys, just go ahead and say it. Georgia by like 40-plus. I'm going to keep this accent up until the marquee
3: matchup. Nah, All right, let's go. Nah. Georgia Tech, they took down UNC – they're on a roll. No, nah, I'm kidding. Congratulations.
0: Listen now, I don't know no. who put some ethanol in your Mountain Dew this morning, but you were dumber than hell. Georgia's- no, no, no. Georgia by 30. Georgia's- Georgia Tech's going to cover. That's about it. All right. Everybody got their take on this one. We're going to go to the marquee matchup. All right. We're going to take it straight to the team that just came off beating number five, South Carolina. Go Cox. And the most <laughs> overrated team in the ACC, them Clemson Tigers, them fake Death Valley boys. So Justin, um, who do y'all got?
1: This will be, be the matchup of the century.
3: This, okay. This, no, no,
1: for these two teams. For no, this, for no, these, no, two teams these two teams. These two teams. Okay. This is the most important <laughs> matchup in South Carolina Clemson good, good. history. I mean, because this—no, you can't even debate this. This determines Clemson's playoff chances. This determines their home winning streak, and determines their all. This determines their streak, their seven-win streak on against South Carolina. Hold on, hold, on, hold, on,
0: hold on, boys. I gotta make. I gotta make a solid take here. All right. Just like my proudful Gamecocks did to Tennessee, we're gonna cock block them Clemson Tigers from the playoffs. Plain and simple.
1: What's your what's your score prediction? Score Jason? prediction: oh.
0: South Carolina's winning 27-13. <laughs> Clemson's overrated. Go, Coach! Uh,
1: South Carolina yeah. versus Clemson. I I have I I, can't, I I can't trust this team for the life of me. So I'm gonna st- I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it. It's kind of like people are saying like I should take South Carolina. Give Nobody's me Clemson by three. That.
4: I'm gonna be Clemson
1: three. 31-28. Yeah, I'm going to be real. 31-28, is going to win
4: this one. is going to win this one by 17 no. points. Clemson's, Clemson's got their streak. Clemson. They have their home streak, but yet this is the first game I can confidently say in a while where South Carolina is actually a decent opponent against them. Like, this is actually a closer matchup than the rankings say. This is not a number nine versus an unranked. This is more like a number...
0: Number like a, number a teen.
4: Oh wow. But point is ring the upset bell. They are going oh to Clemson and they are stealing Sk-Yi, their playoffs. The Cox will prosper. I am oh, being dead serious.
2: So here's that's got to be so, one of the that's worst. Jackson is pointed out, okay, well
3: Carolina look at this. They have so two. much
4: confidence, and Clemson over here. What have they done? <laughs> it's a, <laughs> Not
3: it's it's a way, good. though. It's a way. It, it is a way. way. But but at least, it Everybody it's said old this old old exact age. same Mrs. thing.
0: Clemson is stealing stadium names acting good because they caught Bam on a down year and that long-haired boy, Trevor Lawrence. They're still living in the past. They're still living with massage handler Deshaun Watson. Hell, DJ Ukulele, or however you pronounce his last name, he ain't doing anything over there. So bring in Cade. He's still not penetrating this Gamecock defense, baby. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> there will be no penetration uh, of the uh, cock. My, my
2: with this. Is kind of like how South Carolina they remained undefeated at night games, um, at home.
3: I cannot can believe that Jackson streak.
4: didn't bring that up. They're still yeah. good night Jackson, games. <laughs> I'm ahead
0: of you.
2: I'm ahead of you. You don't have to oh, say you it. Know
0: it's in the back of that boy's mind. Don't even lie. But
2: and it's just the same thing that Clemson has, and in their insane home street. That's why I'm completely picking the Tigers, even though they can, might be slightly overrated. I love Dabo. He's a, he's a good dude.
1: All I can uh, promise is South Carolina will cover.
2: Mr. I, DJ Mr. Yeah. Nobody yeah. can pronounce his last name. Is an overrated quarterback. But I still think that Clemson will get the job done, not by right. a lot, I'll right. say within one if, uh, if score. If you
4: remember, guys, Clemson back in 2016, I believe— um National Champions. They, they were yeah. They All beat right, Alabama right, yeah. in the oh, listen, listen. They beat Alabama in the championship. And in that year, in that whole year, they had one loss. That loss was at home to Pitt. And Pitt was also an unranked team who nobody expected to win. And as we say, any given Saturday, I think this is a legitimate game that the Gamecocks win. Now,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute, now, boss. Let me stop you there because I wanted to, I wanted to intervene when Jackson said something. So you said you don't have faith Never. in this team, right? Mm-mm. You don't. But trust me, we've all heard your takes on South Carolina. So, so you've decided just to stop being a cock lover? No, I, I'm, I'm a. <laughs>
4: He still no, loves cock, don't worry. I love the game
1: cocks with my life, but you're I have to be realistic. Me. I have to be realistic.
0: Go tag. Realistic. So you're taking redemption?
3: Yeah. By three. Yeah. All right. I want to make
2: it in here. So it was DJ ukulele. Say this, but whatever wasn't. his
3: name is. All right. Two reasons I hate DJ ukulele or whatever his name is. One. Ukulele. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. That's Whatever. That's Who you got the go, like. bro is the middest QB out there besides maybe Grant Wells. But did you say yeah. middest QB? He said middest. 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 smoking. No, 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 no. Bro is mid. I mean, I yeah, I'm still gonna take DJ Ukulele run. and the Tigers, and I have them beating the cock. Yep, that's it. Yeah, go Cox. uh,
1: Let me tell you something. If South Carolina wins this game and proves me wrong, this will be this will be the biggest like game in Shane Beamer's career.
0: This will be the biggest biggest slap in your face. This is
1: this is bigger than than Tennessee. This is the biggest cock
0: slap ever.
2: Go Cox. (laughs) I
0: was getting there, damn it. But I'm glad that we covered all the matchups this week. My throat's starting to hurt. Too many lung darts. So let's go thank ahead. and much hurt his throat. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get into the sponsors and the sign off. We here at V2 Sports would like to thank SeatGeek for sponsoring our All-SEZ podcast. We really appreciate y'all helping us out here. Use code V2Sports. Whenever you purchase something over $50, you get $20 off. Just make sure you're a new user. As a new user, I mean, please make a new email address. It really helps us. We got a lot of things coming up for y'all, some giveaways, some tickets, some jerseys. We going to get there for you. Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of V2 Sports on the Field. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good night, and go Cox from the V2 crew.